Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We've also got YouTube that we're live on, Twitch, and TikTok coming up uh, with great training camp content through TikTok. But let's thank our sponsors before we officially get going here on this Wednesday. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room at Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Wilson County Hyundai, for your next ride, head out to Lebanon at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings there at CalvinAndSubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So Dom asked a good question, and uh, I do think it's worth bringing it up. He says, are the top 10 lists for other positions already out? I heard other names like Lawan, Saffold, Byer, Dupree all on list as well. Yeah, so this is the set wide receivers today, second to last to be released. Tight ends will round it out tomorrow. I don't we think will, Ferks going to be that on that list. I doubt uh, Anthony Ferks is going to be on it. I, I would agree with that. But uh, I did count it up, Zach. Uh, the Titans have uh, seven guys who landed in the top 10 at their position, including both of the wide receivers we're going to talk about today. Then Bud Dupree was an honorable mention at outside edge rusher. And Ryan Tannehill was an honorable mention at quarterback, which we both think he got snubbed. Bud Dupree being an honorable mention, that's a massive upgrade from where the Titans pass rush was a year ago. So I think if you're a Titans fan, you take Bud Dupree being just outside that top 10. Well, and coming off of an ACL, that that makes a little bit more sense. Coming off an elite-type season for Ryan Tannehill doesn't make any, any sense. Quick question, Austin. Yes. Titans come out tomorrow. Who's number one, Kelsey or Kittle? Uh, I think it's because of the injuries that George Kittle dealt with last year, I think it's going to be Travis Kelsey. I, I think I agree with you. All right, so Ferks are probably not going to be on that list, as you mentioned. I don't so, even think you'll be an honorable mention. Uh, I doubt it. Just not enough body work for uh, Anthony Ferks. We'll see if uh, former Titans uh, tight end Johnny Smith is on the list. But, Zach, wide receivers today, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are both in the top 10. You have not seen the rankings. Do you feel like giving a guess to find out where – they're individually ranked. Do you feel like doing that, or I can just tell you? So I, here's my thought process on it. Again, I'm in the dark. I do not know what's going on. My thought process on it is uh, Julio Jones, I think, will be ranked above A.J. Brown. Is that correct? That is correct. Julio Jones is ahead of A.J. Brown. And I think, based on me knowing the knowledge of the wide receivers, I bet you – Here's my guess. I don't know who Julio Jones is, but I bet you A.J. Brown is 10. I think he is going to be right on the cusp because they're not going to give him enough credit to put him in 8, 9, 7, anywhere in that. I that My guess would be that A.J. is 10. Julio is different because it, it's a little bit more difficult. I think the respect factor has him climb but the injuries and question marks, but you also have to go with the, the uh, Falcons offense. I mean, he's definitely between five and nine, but I, I don't know uh, that I, that's, those are, that's kind of where I'm at is I think AJ Brown is 10 because they're not going to give, but I don't know where Julio Jones is. So AJ Brown is 10. So, oh, okay. All right. And, and not only is AJ Brown, at number 10, A.J. Brown was tied at 10 and with Calvin Ridley, Ooh. but A.J. Brown got the tiebreaker to make the top 10. Uh, so what they did is they, they've interviewed uh, or they asked for these lists from over 50 NFL executives and experts, uh, and those uh, people did uh, give back their top 10 rankings. Guys, I'm working on getting rid of the bots as well in the Facebook chat because that's annoying as hell. I understand that. So I'm working on that right now too. But uh, A.J. Brown and Calvin Ridley were tied. So they go back to a certain group of those experts and then they decided to uh, ask them to have a tiebreaker. And so the tiebreaker ended up going to A.J. Brown over 
uh, uh, Calvin Ridley. So you're right, right there that AJ was number 10. Okay. I'll take that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, he's just, he's coming into his own and with two back-to-back one K seasons, he's starting to get noticed now on top of Julio Jones coming to the Titans after all the TikToks and, and, and jockeying for Jones to be on the Titans and it actually working AJ Brown. I think people, you would hope that execs started to be like, wow, this guy is unbelievable. When he catches the ball, he goes upfield. He's not trajectorying out of bounds. He's trying to get to the pylon, son. And he usually does. And he usually does after running 40 plus yards past cornerbacks and safeties trying to tackle him. So, yeah. uh, it makes sense. I'm glad I got that correct. I do not know where Julio Jones is, though. That's a that is a mystery. Okay, Julio Jones, and I'll go ahead and throw up the graphic on the screen. Julio Jones comes in at number five. Ooh. So AJ okay. Brown right there at ten. And the funny thing is, Zach sent me the AJ Brown Julio Jones side by side. I put the numbers on there, and I was curious to see who Zach was going to have on the left and who was going to be on the right. So that's why ten becomes comes before five because Zach has been in the dark this entire morning uh, on these rankings. So A.J. Brown at number 10, Julio Jones at number 5. Uh, and I will go ahead and read a little bit more uh, about what they say, because you know they talk about they have the highest ranking and the lowest ranking. Julio Jones got at least one first-place vote. So wow. somebody out there thinks Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Last year when ESPN did these rankings, he was the number one wide receiver in the NFL. So he dipped four spots because of the injury. But what they say, uh, and this is uh, from an AFC executive, quote, this is not an A.J. Green situation where the play clearly declined. He's still that dude. (laughs) And uh, here's another quote from an AFC scout. Still the best. Injuries aren't an issue. If they were contending last year being the Falcons, I think he would have played. So if you're a Titans fan and you're hearing that comment that saying he's still the best and he thinks uh, they would have played if the Falcons were contending and the injuries aren't an issue, you got to be pretty stoked about the trade that the Titans made just over a month ago. Well, yeah, I, and I think there is there is question mark to Julio Jones' ceiling right now in this in his career, right? Because. The, the Falcons, to that point, were not the best team in the world. They were one of the worst teams. And Julio Jones has struggled with injury. We know about that. But now that – can he come into his own in a different role within the Titans offense? Because you have Derrick Henry as the centerpiece, he is the bell cow. They will hand the ball off to Derrick Henry first and foremost before they pass to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. That is a game plan. So how can Julio Jones benefit off of those other two players in Henry and Brown and get open? Because from the very little that I've seen AJ or Julio Jones practice, which I attended a practice and I loved how he practiced. That was for that. That is one thing I, I did notice. Yeah. But he's very deliberate, and I understand how he gets open. The routes that he runs. And the cuts that he makes, I feel like is going to be a massive benefit for Ryan Tannehill, who honestly un- underrated when it comes to accuracy when it comes to Tannehill. And yeah, so I I don't know if Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL, but somebody thinks so. They think the overall consensus is that he's a top five. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed top five. I probably, before I would have guessed he would have been maybe maybe nine or eight, but that wasn't the case. So that's big time. Yes. Uh, A to Z sports. I will uh, tell you guys the quotes about AJ Brown. And as he was the 10th ranked wide receiver in the NFL, uh, we're also going to ask you guys a question. What's one word to describe the Titans having two top 10 wide receivers? What is one word to describe the Titans having two top 10 wide receivers but first, let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute. Uh, that one anonymous scout said injuries aren't an issue with Julio Jones. Well, injuries might be an issue with you or someone you love at some point in life because we all get hurt in this thing we call life, and you need to know 
who to go to and who to trust. That is the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you know who to turn to. They have over a dozen physicians there at the Bone and Joint Institute who specialize in literally anything, any type of injury you could have. Uh, they do hip replacements, total joint replacements, back surgery. They've got concussion and brain specialists there at the Bone and Joint Institute. So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. Don't forget, download the app today, BetMGM, promo code ATOZ Sports. But it's finals night. Man, I love that. Finals night. Wednesday night, can Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks get back to 2-2 against the Suns? Well, we have a special offer for you, ATOZ100. $1 money line wager wins you 100 bucks if either team hits a three-pointer. Jay Crowder is going to hit a three-pointer. Chris Paul is probably going to hit a three-pointer. Devin Booker is probably going to hit a three-pointer. So right there, bet MGM. Download the app today. A $1 money line wager wins you $100 if either team hits a three-pointer. You can't beat that for new users. All right, right there, that's where to go. So the question we're asking you guys uh, is what's one word to describe the Titans having two top 10 wide receivers in the NFL as A.J. Brown came in at number 10 on the ESPN top 10 list and Julio Jones at number five. So A.J. Brown, I already talked about how Julio Jones, at least one person gave him a first place vote on this, but A.J. Brown's highest ranking was number three, Zach, which I think is even all, even better if you're thinking about if you're the Titans and you're thinking that Julio Jones has uh, I'm sorry AJ Brown has top three wide receiver potential after just uh, two years in the league very impressive uh, right there from AJ Brown of where he came in to be ranked so here are the quotes about AJ Brown from an NFL exec after the catch he's as good as anybody he looks for content another NFC scout said. Similar to DK Metcalf, but he's more fluid. Not as polished as a route runner as Calvin Ridley, but can handle more than the Tennessee offense gives him. I could see them expanding the passing game this year with Julio and AJ. So really high, really high expectations and high comments about AJ Brown being a top 10 wide receiver after just his second year. He did break the tie between he and Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, old teammate. Yeah, and so let's read some of these comments. What's one word to describe A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in the top ten? Got a lot of good words coming in. Explosive from Steven. History from D. Dynamic from Greg. Progress from David. Dominant, finally, from Joe. Awesome from Aaron. Contenders from Skill Will. Dangerous from Lewis. Refreshing from Orlando. A lot of really great words, and they're different, too. Uh, Jasmine goes with pressure, magnificent from Ricky D shocking from Kevin, uh, dangerous, got another dangerous. So I, I think really good words. Johnny Lee goes with Super Bowl. Uh, they're definitely going for it, which I think, I think is refreshing for John Robinson and overall Titans fans. But I, I do like the word, uh, and, and you talk about history, you started the show, Austin, by saying yeah. this is the first time in the history of the Tennessee Titans franchise. Now, both of them have to stay healthy, and both of them have to be productive. That is key because it's all for naught if they can't stay on the field. Austin, what is your one word? You ready? Euphoric. <laughs> that is what I feel like this is. Euphoric for this Titans fan base because of all the – body blows that the Titans fan base has taken from draft busts at the position, uh, free free agent uh, busts at the position. Uh, you've had trades that have failed. You've brought in – listen to just the list of really, really high-level wide receivers who came through the Titans organization late in their career and just didn't do anything. We know Andre Johnson was – a couple years ago, and he retired after like the first month of the season. Then there's the, uh, you know, the the Randy Moss situation back about ten years ago, when he got cut 
uh, or traded from the Patriots, then cut by the Vikings, and then signed and picked up off of waivers by the Tennessee Titans. And we forget about Eric Molds. <laughs> Remember Eric Molds played for the Titans after his Bills uh, uh, career for a, a little bit there too. So euphoric. It's finally working. No longer are you going to have the the first-round draft pick bust like Kendall Wright or, or Kenny Britt or Doyle Green, Beckham, Justin Hunter, Tyrone Calico in the second round. Like You've got legit dudes out here at wide receiver. They're big, they're fast, they're physical, and they're top 10 guys. So that is my word, euphoric. I like it, uh, and I think uh, you described that very well. My word is indefensible, as defined by not able to protect against attack. <laughs> that, I think, is what defenses are going to feel because they do not know what to do. Austin, I'm going to ask you a question. When these rankings came over and we saw Derrick Henry be number one, what was one of the things that was said about what defending Derrick Henry early on in the game versus defending Derrick Henry late in the game? I don't know it verbatim, but it was paraphrasing that uh, if you're okay with being patient with two or three yard runs, knowing that those same runs will be eight yards in the second half, you're you're going to be okay, right? What like are that, you going to do when they're eight yards in the second half and Julio Jones is putting his foot in the ground and turning right and getting open? I think that indefensible because I think it's going to – put a lot of pressure on players, on defensive players, a lot of pressure on defensive coordinators. But I think here's the caveat, and this is why I said that they have to stay healthy and stay productive. Towards the end of the season, week 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and now 18, defenses are going to get hurt. They're going to be missing pieces in the back half of the defense. If Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are still there, that puts even more pressure on these defenses for it to be indefensible. So that is my word. Uh, Aaron says, refer to my profile picture. That's my word. Just Elmo Elmo meme and fire just soaking it all in uh, there for Aaron George. I mean, it is, it's pretty impressive. And Ryan adds to my list of veteran wide receivers who failed by bringing up Carl Pickens and Yancey Thigpen. Uh, and then Titans Kyle says you could put Eric Decker in that too. Of uh, just all these, like, like those are high profile names. Like it hasn't been for a lack of trying. The Titans have tried to get serious talent at the wide receiver position. They just failed so many times. I was actually listening. To, I don't know if the Titan Up podcast episode last week was talking about how in 1996 or 97 the Oilers organization made Yancey Thigpen the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> they gave him a six-year contract for $21 million. That was the highest-paid – or maybe it was a five-year deal. That was the highest-paid wide receiver in the league at that point, and it flopped, obviously, because it's this organization. And so they've tried to do this. David Givens is another one. Thank you, John, who had a significant knee injury – and didn't live up to his pretty sizable contract there too. So it's a it's pretty impressive. So the Titans have put this together. Now can it actually work and play out the right way? Uh, because this is definitely different than when they added Randy Moss midseason in 2010 or whatever year that was. Oh yeah, it's much different than that. This is going all in, going into a season where the hype is real. And the realization of the Titans making the playoffs and making a playoff run is real. Here's what I would compare it to. And this is in a completely different realm. But the Suns are reaping the benefit of building a franchise through the draft in Devin Booker and Darrington Ayton. Now they added a piece in Chris Paul they were making their playoff run this year. Now, I don't know if they expected to be in the NBA Finals because of how good the West was, but they put this team together with Aiton, Booker, and Paul, and then they had the role players step up, and the role players for the Titans being Ferkser, being Josh Reynolds, being guys like... Darrington Evans. Darrington Evans, 
and this is that's just on offense. We didn't even really yeah. talk about the defensive t- side of the ball. They're reaping the benefit, and the Suns were good all year long. They're the number two seed in the West, so they were consistent because they had the players. They had the coach in Monty Williams. You could say the Titans. They have the experienced coach now in Mike Vrabel. I think that that's big for them moving forward. This is a storyline that usually pays off. Absolutely, absolutely. So very impressive. So I, I do think uh, let's let's take this a step further because we should go ahead and tell you guys the overall rankings uh, in the top ten because we've just talked about. AJ or Julio, but we do want to ask you guys who should be ranked higher, AJ Brown or Julio Jones? AJ Brown's a young guy who's in the top 10 after just his second year, but who should be ranked higher? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. It is that simple. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the brand new Palisade, the Sonata, the Elantra, the Santa Fe, they have you covered with the perfect make and model for your next vehicle, whether it's for you or your family. Maybe you're buying for your 16-year-old son or daughter. Efficiency, fuel efficiency, and safety. That's big when you're buying for somebody else to make sure that it is safe. It has all of those factors, and you can get it at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They have inventory, which in today's age, it's tough to come by. Wilson County Hyundai has you covered. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great deal and a great ride at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGN, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app today. Use this code. That's code ATOZ100. ATOZ100. And a $1 Moneyline wager tonight wins you $100 if either team hits a three-point shot in game four tonight, that's that's code ATOZ100. You put a $1 money line wager, regardless of the outcome of that bet, you get 100 bucks if either team hits a three-point shot. It's going to happen. You're running out of opportunities to take advantage of this deal as you know, the, the series is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. So do it today. That's code ATOZ100. All you got to do is download the app, use that code, $1 money line wager. Visit betmgn.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee and for gambling problem support. Call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Here live on uh, this Wednesday. You know why uh, this is a good question, Austin? Why is that? Well, one comment, Steven says, A.J. Brown, no doubt. And the very next comment is Julio should be higher. Yeah. So that when you get back-to-back comments that are completely polar opposite, that means we have a good question. And I do think this is a very solid question because both have good, solid arguments for their sides to make their case to be higher. We know what NFL execs think. Right. NFL execs have Julio Jones overall – at number five, and A.J. Brown cracking the top ten at number ten. Uh, he was initially tied with Calvin Ridley, but A.J. Brown got the tiebreaker over Calvin Ridley once they went back uh, to some other NFL experts to break that tie. So, you know, it, it's really tough. Jarvis says Julio. Kevin says Julio because he's proven. Uh, Emmanuel says A.J. Brown should be a little higher, at least six or seven. He's produced both seasons. Let's go ahead and look and see. Uh, the the second half of this top 10. So you got A.J. Brown at number 10. His Ole Miss buddy, D.K. Metcalf, is one spot ahead of him at number 9. Michael Thomas, who is on a great run with Drew Brees and the Saints, but was banged up a lot last year at number 8. Uh, Super Bowl champ Mike Evans at number 7. Uh, Keenan Allen at number 6. I guess number 13 is a pretty good wide receiver number. Uh, once you also include that Odell Beckham Jr. is an honorable mention on this list. But number 13, pretty popular there. Uh, so there's the second half of this top 10. The top half of it, you know, it's it's the usuals. Julio Jones right there, number five. Oh, Tyreek Hill at four. Stephon Diggs at three. Zach's guy, DeAndre Hopkins at two. My guy, Devontae Adams, at number one. If you caught yesterday's show, we kind of tried to predict. I thought Devontae Adams would be number one. Zach was thinking DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but that's how they go. So that's the, the overall top 10 list. You know, I, I think because of because of the longevity of what Julio Jones can do and has done in his career, he should be above A.J. Brown. Because let's just think about some of these stats that they listed uh, in this article on ESPN.com about Julio being number five. Despite missing seven games with a hamstring issue last year, 
Julio still had 11.2 yards per target that was number one in the league. He was on pace for nearly 1,400 yards over 16 games, and nearly 32% of his receptions went for 20 yards or more. <laughs> so it, that's insane. Like, I mean, A.J. Brown's yards per target was like 10.1, which is pretty high too. But Julio Jones was having a fantastic year but did not play seven games because the Falcons sucked ass and he was dealing with a lingering hamstring issue. And so it's pretty insane of what Julio Jones was able to do in a partial season. And Corey what- Davis could have never done that. This is why it's such an upgrade of what they did at wide receiver number two or whatever is going to happen. I'm very curious. I think that's the best part is you got two stallions, two Mustangs, and you set them up ready to race, A.J. Brown's going to try to outdo Julio Jones. And Julio Jones is has to prove himself in a new spot, in a new place, on a new team. Like, let these horses run. And then you got the big – I mean, you talk about the big horse in Derrick Henry who's trying to eat himself. I, I love the setup of this season. I truly do because – I don't know who's going to have a better year, Austin. A.J. Brown or Julio Jones, I truly, that is a I don't know. That is a to be determined in my mind. I can't sit here and, and, and guess it right now because I think both are salivating to try to outdo the other. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rob says flip a coin. Uh, Scoop says the Titans have never had two top ten wide receivers on the same team, let alone one. I mean, yeah, I, the, the, I don't think the Titans have ever had a top 10 wide receiver in the league ever, um, you know, before A.J. Brown was drafted here. A.J. Brown has worked himself into being a top 10 wide receiver just after his second year. So I, I do think I'm intrigued by how they use these guys. I mean, training camp is just like three weeks away at this point. Um, and, and, you know, I cannot like everybody's euphoric was my word to describe both these guys being top 10. Because it's the excitement, it's the overall just juice that we're all going to ride and get going into training camp. Training camp. So you got to be pretty stoked about having both these guys in the top ten. Yeah, I uh, I, I do I, I do want to uh, comment because uh, Dom asked you a good question, but as a uh, a farmer slash rancher oh, cool. uh, in my blood. Dom asked you a good question because I, I was making the correlation between a stallion and Dom says, isn't a stallion a girl? Oh, contraire, no. my friend. A stallion is actually a male horse prior to castration. So that means he's got those, those, those balls right there ready to, ready to go. There's testosterone running through AJ Brown and Julio Jones to try to get to the pylon and Tannehill. All he has to do is feed him the rock. Whether it's Brown or Jones, this is going to be an electric year for the Tennessee Titans. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, and Rocky Balboa was also a guy. So he was the Italian stallion, which is why I knew what a stallion was by the by, you know by the age of like I don't eight. I don't know. I don't remember how old I was the first time I watched the uh, Rocky movies, but that was a, a big deal uh, back in the day. Anyway, so. Zach, let's move on and, and talk about the overall NFL wide receivers because like, this list is pretty solid. Um, but I, I do want to know, who do we all think the best wide receiver in the NFL is? And do the Titans have the ability? Because last year in uh, this poll, Julio Jones was number one. Can Julio Jones return to the top of this? Or how high can A.J. Brown climb? But the question I want to ask you guys is, who is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, in your opinion? But first, let me tell you guys. Whoa, about wait, wait. We didn't answer the question. Who should be ranked higher? Uh, I answered it. I said Julio. I absolutely answered it. I, 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 I think I got caught up in, in the Italian Stallion conversation. I think, I, look, I, I definitely think they're both worthy of being top 10 wide receivers. I actually go with the trend going up instead of the possible trend of coming down. I think A.J. Brown will prove after this season 
that the baton has been passed, my friend. My chips are on A.J. Brown to get 1K, 1K, 1K. It's that tri-necklace with diamonds glowing right around the neck of A.J. Brown. That's my final answer. I'm surprised surprised that you went with the uh, Ole Miss guy over the Alabama guy, right? Uh, I don't care about the Alabama. No, but you care about the Ole Miss guy. Well, yeah, yeah, but I don't care about the Alabama thing, right? That's one of those things. You graduate college, you move on with your life, no, right? No, you don't. No, because you've been all but, over A.J. Brown. Well, because but, of- but if they're, they're an alum of your school, that's a little bit different, right? You, Your boy's Justin Hunter. You're still holding yeah, on to Justin exactly Hunter. I get that. Yeah, no, I that guy sucked. That guy was uh, beta. <laughs> that guy didn't even care. Like, Justin Hunter was a great college wide receiver, but got, flopped because he's I, soft. I got AJ, you got Justin Hunter. You got Jay Hunt. That's fair. I'll take Cordero Patterson because that guy's just fun. He's just fun, right? That, that's that, Look, that's all the Vols have at this point. All right, so uh, who is the best wide receiver in the NFL? But real quick, let me tell you guys about Man Do the Pulse of Fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free. Guys, if you are trying to achieve your fitness goals – Maybe you're plateauing. You've been spending time in the gym, but you're not seeing results. You can't figure it out. You don't know what's going on with your body, how to make it all work. Mandu can help you out, and you're going to save time because 15 minutes of full-body electronic muscle stimulation simulates over five hours in the actual weight room. So you're getting good work on your actual muscles without putting stress on your joints so you can get more fit, target that hard-to-get-rid-of body fat, and the trainers at Mandu can help achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Got a great question about who the best wide receiver in the league coming up. And I'm about to dish out the love of the show uh, with a comment that I, I I agree with. But first, download that app today. Get, after, get out your phone after the show if you're watching on your phone and download the BetMGM app. You can use a special promo code for today because finals day, ATOZ100. That gets you basically $100. But this is what you have to do for new users. $1 Moneyline Wager wins you $100 if either team hits a three-pointer. So that's probably going to happen tonight. It's not a guarantee, but it's pretty much a guarantee. New users, ATOZ100 when you sign up. It's basically $100. You can't beat that. Bet MGM. Download the app today. All right, so we're asking the question, who is the best wide receiver in the NFL? I'll go through the rankings once again. A.J. Brown's at number 10, D.K. Metcalf at 9, Michael Thomas at 8. That's Mike Evans at number 7, and Keenan Allen with the Chargers at 6. Julio Jones at 5, Tyreek Hill at 4. Then I think this is where it, it, it gets uh, tight, right? Stephon Diggs at 3, DeAndre Hopkins at 2, and Devontae Adams at number one, who is the number one wide receiver? Zach, I'll send you to the comment section. I have one problem yep. before I get to the love of the show. And I know you're going to call me biased. I think Julio Jones should be seven. And I think Mike Evans should be five. <laughs> oh, man. That's so my, that is my one problem think, with these rankings. You think all this guy should be ranked uh, ahead or higher? No, of- I think no. I said that by the end of the season. I prefaced what I said. I said by oh, the end of the man. season, I believe A.J. Brown will be better than Julio Jones. I took so listen to my words. Objectivity I, is not a thing for you. I clearly. do think that Mike Evans is – is not getting the credit that he deserves coming off of a Super Bowl season. And plus, in Week 17 against the Atlanta Falcons, I don't know if you were watching that game, probably weren't, not a lot of people were. No, why would Hyper extended his knee, but somehow came back and was big, caught a touchdown pass in the NFC Championship game against the Packers to help the Bucs go to the Super Bowl. Mike Evans is a beast. Keenan Allen doesn't get the credit he deserves. He's underrated because he plays for the Chargers. I think if you would play for the Rams, you would get the credit. I just think that's a nuance. Michael Thomas dropped because of his injuries. We know yeah. that. But Julio Jones really didn't drop because I, of his injuries. I, I, he, he did. He dropped from number one to number five. <laughs> like, literally, he dropped four spots. I, I'll tell you where Mike Evans was last year if you want me to. Last year, In Mike Evans. same rankings? Huh? In, in the, the in, same ranking? Yes. Yeah. ESPN, this is the second year they've done this. So we have last year's ranking and this year's ranking. Last year, Julio was Uno. 
This year, he's five. He dropped four spots because of his injury, so you were wrong on that one. Last Who was year, Michael Thomas? Uh, Michael Thomas last year was number two, and he yeah. dropped number eight. Right, so, so he had a bigger fall. I think that Julio may – again, I, I'm, I think he should have had a little bit further fall just based on his injury because that's what it is. Michael Thomas was coming off of the career year two years ago, and he dropped eight – well, seven spots – Mike Evans, I just don't. I think that he is placed incorrectly in this. Mike, all right. Mike Evans last year was number six, so Mike Evans, I think, was correct. Uh, you know, him, him dropping one spot because you had a guy like Keenan Allen who jumped from eight to six. Julio Jones, we just mentioned, drop. Tyreek Hill was five last year. Now he's four. The big jump uh, is Stephon Diggs because, <laughs> because last year Stephon Diggs was an he honorable. What he earned that for yeah, sure. I know, but here's the big jump. He was an honorable mention last year, all the way up to number three. DeAndre Hopkins was number three last year, up to two. And uh Devontae Adams had a big jump as well, going from seventh all the way up to number one. Mike Evans so, caught 13 touchdowns and had a thousand yard look, season. Mike Evans is really good. I think number seven, six or seven is good for me, right? Like I'm I'm cool with that. I like Mike Evans a, should be five. He's a top five wide receiver. And I, if you like, I think if I just say that, let's separate ourselves. And I ask the masses, do you think Mike Evans is a top five wide receiver? I get a, I think a, 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 a you in unison. Hell yeah. No, I'm, there's just a lot of guys like, like only five guys can be top five wide receivers. There's just a lot of dudes. So if who you're removing two guys, from the top five to put Mike Evans there, or who are you removing? I'm putting Julio. I'm switching Julio like, with one. Mike w- with Mike Evans. So you just think? So you think who? I think Mike Evans is better than Keenan Allen and Julio Jones right now. That's my that's my take. All right, like it or not, that's I just, fine. <clears throat> I, you know, I, especially I after the he caught 13 touchdowns last year. He's also six five, and he's a red zone threat. Like that's that's what Mike Evans does. He catches touchdown passes. Oh, good, zone. that makes him a top five wide receiver. <laughs> you can't knock him because of it is is his mother and father birthing him and just genetics. I'm not. I'm just like I, I look at everything these guys can do. The reason, like I honestly don't like the fact that DK Metcalf is ahead of AJ Brown. I. DK Metcalf is more of a one-trick pony than AJ Brown. Now he's he's not just a one-trick pony. Let me just say that, but he is more like that, where he does one thing really damn well, and that's a go route because he's a freak of nature and he's basically Megatron and is fast and big and stronger than everybody else. Mike Evans is more of a a go up and get the football type of guy, where Julio Jones runs the whole route tree. Stephon Diggs. Uh, Hopkins and Devontae Adams run the whole route tree. They can do anything. And Mike Evans just doesn't have the quickness and the explosiveness of a lot of the other guys ahead of him, which I think he properly docks him outside the top five. He has the productivity. Uh, that, that's, that's what good. That's great. But no, like, that's not great. Yeah, that is outstanding. That that's all elite. of those guys have the productivity when you're splitting hairs, which is what we, what you do. Whenever you're talking about a top five list or who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame or not, you're splitting hairs. And when you split hairs, you have to look at the nuances about the players, and that's why they talk to executive scouts, coaches, and players. I think, again, hot take, I think Mike Evans got knocked down because he had Tom Brady on his team. And that I don't think is right. He had more touchdown passes last year than he had in his entire career. And somehow he's not a top five wide receiver. Except, and Julio Jones was hurt for uh, a handful of games and is still a top five he, wide receiver. Because most people thought he was, he was the aggregate number one last year, right? So he dropped uh, four spots, number five. But again, here are the nuances to what Julio Jones did, even in a shortened season where he had 11.2 yards per target that was number one in the NFL. He was on pace for nearly 1,400 yards, and 32% of his receptions went for 20 yards or more. And so the fact that he was hurt and people understand the context 
of that injury and the Falcons season, how it was trending and how the Falcons probably knew they were going to have to get rid of him after that, that that's why he was docked from number one to number five. All right, let's get to the conversation at hand, which is who is the best wide receiver in the NFL. My love of the show goes to Jarvis. And this is, I think, straight honesty from Jarvis. Jarvis says, I think it should be DeAndre Hopkins. He's been doing it before Devontae Adams. He's going to go after the ball. We saw that uh, many a times this past season. Even with a different quarterback, he's still getting it. Also, he's always had the Titans number coming from a Titans fan. So straight from the heart, Jarvis, this is non-biased. He thinks DeAndre Hopkins is number one. I agree with Jarvis. I believe DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the league. (sighs) Sorry, the bots just had a resurgence, but I took care of it. So um, DeAndre Hopkins is an absolute freak, and this is – this is kind of the ultimate splitting of hairs because I think Devontae Adams is more explosive. He is more dynamic after the catch than DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is is huge uh, and can go combat catch is all DeAndre Hopkins does, right? I just think Devontae Adams can do more. That's that's basically why I think Devontae Adams What is, more can he do? Uh yards after the catch and his run after the catch ability is more dynamic than DeAndre Hopkins. He can take screens and take them the distance. He can go up and get the football and combat catch like similar to DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is probably the best combat catcher in the in the league right now. Devontae Adams is still really good. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Devontae Adams can run the full route tree. I think he's quicker than than Hop. So I think Devontae Adams is correctly the number one guy right now. Yeah, I take my number one characteristic uh, for a wide receiver that I want personally, if I'm creating a team, can you catch the football? And DeAndre Hopkins doesn't drop passes. But but DeAndre Hopkins is better at catching the football than Devontae Adams. There's there's one guy on the top 10 list that drops passes. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, number four, which Tyreek Hill, you know, I think he's properly rated because he's a cheat code with his speed, but he drops passes and he's smaller than like just the size, the pure size of the guys on this list is pretty nuts. Because it's all dudes that are like 6'1 or greater, except for Tyreek Hill. Like the size of these five guys is unbelievable. They're like 6'3 or and big, right? So Tyreek Hill is the one guy who's different on this list because he's small and he drops passes. All right, Austin, I, I have to bring this up because, and I knew that you probably weren't going to bring this up, but Christine does for me. Devontae Adams has a Hall of Fame quarterback on his team, yeah. and DeAndre Hopkins has proven that he doesn't have to have a Hall of Fame quarterback on his team to be the best wide receiver in the league. That, I think, goes so far, and that's not any of them's fault, right? That's not Devontae Adams' fault that he has Aaron Rodgers on his team. It's not Mike Evans' fault that he has Tom Brady on his team. I get it. But it does show me more that DeAndre Hopkins has gone to two different teams and has maintained excellence with a young quarterback in Kyler Murray in year two, and you had uh, Deshaun Watson, who was a young up and coming yeah, quarterback but you've himself. Got talented guys, Zach. Like it's not like yes, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, but Kyler Murray was a number one overall pick, and Deshaun Watson I thought was the best quarterback in his draft class. Mahomes ended up being that, but Deshaun Watson's really damn good, right? So it's not like Diop's been playing with nobodies. It's, he hadn't it, been playing with Hall of Famers. He's been playing with really talented young quarterbacks who have big arms that can throw the football a lot of different places. Like again, Tyler those, Murray's arm is still suspect as far as his accuracy is concerned. We all yeah, know that. but he's got a freaking rocket. I mean, but it, that's it, what makes DeAndre Hopkins so special is that he's taking Kyler Murray, who is not known for his accuracy. Aaron Rodgers, the first word that you think of when you think of Aaron Rodgers in the history of the football game is that dude is accurate, pinpoint accuracy. Kyler Murray, that is probably his least 
best quality. I don't even that even makes sense. No. Is accuracy. That's the one question mark about Kyler Murray. And DeAndre Hopkins has not fallen off one iota going to the Arizona Cardinals. That impresses me so much, which solidifies D Hop being the best wide receiver in the league, in my opinion. Devontae Adams has just been really good. Like and but not and as good as Hop. <clears throat> Last year, here's Devontae Adams' numbers last year. He had 115 catches for 1,300-plus yards, almost 12 yards a catch, 18 touchdowns. He's had, in the last five years, he's had four double-digit touchdown seasons. The only year that he didn't was when he was hurt a lot, or he just had five because he played like half of the season. Devontae Adams is really dang good, and that guy is more on the up-and-up. I love DeAndre Hopkins. And you, we want, we both watched him just demoralize the Titans secondary twice a year for the previous five plus years. But I just put De- Devontae Adams, I think, is number one right now. My last, this is if we're in trial, this is my final statement. DeAndre Hopkins was able to do what he did with Bill O'Brien as his head coach. I rest my case. Bill O'Brien wasn't a bad coach. He was a terrible decision maker. In he was a bad coach. <laughs> a coach is a decision maker, Austin. You cannot misconstrue no, like, that. <laughs> but Bill O'Brien got fired because of his general manager moves. Uh, he got fired because of a lot of things. He got yeah. fired because he 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 literally traded DeAndre Hopkins, Austin. That's why I saved that that's, one. I know that's, that's, that's the point. He didn't get like you said. He got he, he was great with Bill O'Brien as his head coach. Bill O'Brien's a good offensive coach, but despite Bill O'Brien's poor management skills, in which that is probably a top job description no. of a NFL head coach. Uh, he he Bill O'Brien messed it up, and the Houston Texans are reeling because of it. But Bill O'Brien won four divisions of six years. Because the divisions blew. You had Mariota half-ass playing. Hi. You had the Jags who who stole one of those because, uh, because of their run with Bortles and all those guys. And then you, you had, had Andrew the, Luck in there for a couple of years. But too. Andrew Luck without an offensive line and a bad roster because of their general manager situation. You know that about Indy. But, so he took advantage of this, the disgruntledness of the AFC South at the time. So I don't, I will give credit credit to the Texans for winning some of those division titles, but I think more of that lies in the dysfunction of the three other teams within the AFC South. Well, exactly. And everybody like, in the can, chat knows it because they watched all those games. But Bill O'Brien was not an incompetent offensive coach. Like you're making it sound like he's an incompetent offensive uh, coach. Take he's out offensive, all. and I I agree with that statement. <laughs> no, he's an incompetent GM. He's an average head coach. Incompetent GM, he's, average he's, he's head coach. below average because of his disgruntledness. I'll bring that word up again with because his players on his but, team. Because he was wearing both hats and trying to be a dictator. He was an asshole. That's why Bill O'Brien ruined it, because he was being the GM and the head coach, which and, is the Texans' damn fault. And despite that, DeAndre Hopkins was still great. Yes, because he's, he's a professional and goes out there and compartmentalizes and doesn't let the fact – that his head coach and GM is a doofus, and he can show up there and go play with Deshaun Watson. So, I, look, I got D Hop, you got Devontae Adams. It's it's close, but those are our arguments. But All we right. knew this before. We knew this yesterday. Who we had. So this is a very interesting conversation. That that well, and the league agrees with me overall. Well, the league had Ryan Tannehill outside the top ten, so you you can't use the league as a as a good barometer because the league got that dead ass wrong. They he got had an honorable wrong. mention with Derek Carr. If they Ryan Tannehill is an honorable mention with Derek Carr, give me a break. They got, I think the wide receiver list is pretty spot on. Before we move on to throwing shade, I'll just go ahead and say uh, the other the honorable mentions of wide receivers because look, the Titans are the only team with two guys in the top ten. That's impressive. Uh, but Calvin Ridley. Uh, right outside the top 10, as is Allen Robinson. Odell Beckham Jr. and uh, Jarvis Landry are both honorable mentions from the Browns. The Vikings have two honorable mentions with Justin Jefferson and Thielen. And then Chris Godwin is an honorable mention, which right outside the top 10 uh, with his teammate Mike Evans being in the top 10. So 
there's a lot of good wide receivers in the league right now because that's what the college game is giving the NFL. But, uh, you know, it's pretty impressive that the, the Tennessee Titans of all teams have two guys in the top ten. Yeah, and I think the hard part for Chris Godwin, because Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Godwin probably good argument to go with the – as far, but Chris Godwin has missed six games in the last two years. And it's tough to break that top ten. The consistency of A.J. Brown catapulted him, I think, as the tiebreaker of over Calvin Ridley of what he's been able to do and how he's been able to do it on a running football team. So – uh, very unique. I love these conversations because the wide receiver conversation is very good. They've got some damn good wide receivers in this league because now, as we all know, it's a passing league. That's why these numbers are so great and so semi-inflated. Yep, no doubt. All right, time to throw shade. I'm sure everybody in the Facebook chat has brand new shade this morning. Uh, before we get the shade, uh, Zach, talk about one of our great sponsors. Yes, and I can absolutely do that. That's CalvinAndSubtle.com. Calvin and Subtle is where you need to get your hardwood floor. 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. Knock on wood if you're with me. Oh, yeah, everybody's with me. This is the Rivoli. This is a darker shade of, of, of hardwood floor. And if you're listening on the audio version after this, man, Jump on your phone and go to 55 minutes and seven seconds of this broadcast and take a look at this hardwood floor. Your wife is going to be salivating and be like, wow, I want that in my kitchen. That that would make our kitchen pop. The kids would love it. The aesthetics of our home would finally come together. That is what Calvin and Subtle can bring you. 615-448-6414. Give this gift, renovate your home. Don't go buy a new home with prices are all jacked up. Improve your home. CalvinandSubtle.com can help you do that. A to Z Sports, bet MGM, download the app today. Use code ATOZ100 when you sign up. All you got to do, you put a $1 Moneyline wager on the NBA game tonight, and you will win $100 if either team hits a three-point shot, regardless of that $1 Moneyline Wagers outcome. So do that today with the BetMGM app. That's code ATOZ100. Game four tonight. Also, A to Z Sports Picks with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards today at 2 o'clock to get us all some winners for game four tonight. So be ready right where you're watching here with A to Z Sports Picks presented by BetMGM at 2 central time this afternoon with Alan and Brian. Zach, it is time for throwing shade. So quick, quick, quick uh, question. I hope you haven't seen it. Maybe you have. Austin, I'll give you two guesses. Okay. To guess who the uh, NBA 2K22 cover athlete is. Two guesses. That's all you get. And don't look at the comments. They haven't figured it out yet. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with the Joker. Good guess, but no. You have one more guess. Man, this would just be good for us. I don't think it's the right one, but I'm just going to say Luca. Luca is correct. All right. It is Luca. So you got to the second. Look, A to Z Sports Dallas is going to get a great <laughs> jump start uh, because the Cowboys are on hard knocks. And we know all you Titans fans care so much about the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are on hard knocks. And then Luca is going to be on the cover of the NBA video game. That's that's uh, good stuff there. Good so game. and and it looks like a GameStop exclusive Candace Parker will also be on the cover. So GameStop nice. still a thing. I feel like every time I I drive past of where a GameStop was, it's no longer there. Yeah. <laughs> but its stock is at an all-time high, which is Yeah, already. right. All right. Throwing shade. First, let's start with the shade that everybody that's been watching on Facebook shares today with the infiltration of the NFL comment bots. I don't know what happened today, but my God, the bots, I feel like came in seven different waves. And Zach and I can try on the fly, and I think we did a pretty good job of it, of blocking user deleting comment, blocking user deleting comment as fast as they were coming in but it's like one bot will post seven times in a row. And man, pretty incredible 
of the bot takeover today, but I do feel like we handled it pretty well. But shade, shade, shade at the bots on Facebook today. Well, and I felt like it was a video game because it, it is block, delete, block, delete. And Ugh. you don't want to give them, because I don't even know if they're listening or, or whatever, but I, I didn't want to, it's like one of those things like don't, uh, talk about them because then they're going to be like, that's going to fuel them to yeah. do even more. But yeah, I, I, they've had to create a ton of Facebook profiles to infiltrate us, but we did our best job, but shade on the bots. Yeah. Uh, big time shade on the bots. That's for sure. So, uh, we've got, you want to read some shade from some commenters? Um, let, let's see. Uh, Danny says throwing shade at you for trying to say, O'Brien, Bill O'Brien isn't terrible. <laughs> He wasn't a, no, no. He just was. He wasn't a terrible head coach. He was a god awful person with the Texans and a worse GM. He was a bad head coach. Uh, but uh, Jeff Rubel's a shade on the U.S. men's basketball team for uh, how the hell do you lose to Nigeria and Australia? They did beat Argentina last night. These are all exhibition games, so well, I do think that's okay. But it's not a good trend. Pop has got to get them in gear. I agree yeah. with that. Uh, Michael Michael Bishop is are, are you throwing shade at our writer Adam Holt? What did what did Adam Holt write, Michael? That has you throwing shade? If that's the case, please add to that because uh, I think Adam's been doing a good job with what he's been doing with us over the last couple of months, and Adam's about to have a bigger role with A to Z, which we're excited about. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I don't know what Adam did uh, for you guys. Uh, Dom says, uh, now that you bring it up, Austin, shade on the Cowboys for trying to take over the Memphis football market. They're streaming Cowboys games instead of Titans games now this year. That's wow. not shade. That should not be shade on the Cowboys. That's shade on the radio station. Because, Dom, and I remember the story that came out or, a few years ago. Is it ago. radio or television? Radio. Oh. Uh, at one of the Memphis sports talk stations that was a part of the Titans radio network dropped the Titans radio network and picked up Cowboys games. And so it's not the Cowboys' fault. The Cowboys, in, like, if a radio station says, hey, Cowboys, we want to cover your game, radio station's paying the Cowboys that. And so the Cowboys are like, yeah, sure, why not? Why not Memphis? But that's on the radio station for whatever beef they have with the Titans. The Nashville versus Memphis feud just continues to fuel and get bigger. But that's not shade of the Cowboys. Anymore. Probably a good representation of the state of that station, which is probably not good because it's a money grab. They probably make more money broadcasting the Cowboys than they do the Titans, even though their audience probably could care less. Yeah, uh, Dom just says, yeah, you're right. Screw 92.9 FM. <laughs> I don't know who that is. but Yeah, John says that. That made me so pissed when I heard that on the radio today. 92.9 messed up with that one. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about that, but the Memphis radio station, not covering the Titans games. Pretty interesting. All right. Who wants to go first? You want my lift story or do you want to go with your shape? So I will, uh, I will squinch this into, um, I guess two, two shades. Uh, so my first shade, and then you can go with your Uber story. Cause I am very, very intrigued with this. Uh, I thought that this was funny. I tweeted this out, uh, when I guess this was Sunday. So we all know Conor McGregor, what happened with him. And I was watching the uh, final uh, of the, the Euro soccer game between Italy and, and England, which was a great game. It truly was. But in like the 90th minute, or maybe it was in overtime, before it went to shootouts, uh, a Italian guy, I can't remember which way, it was Italian or, or English, got cleated in the knee. And this is my one problem with soccer. And so I tweeted this out. I said, Conor McGregor snaps his leg in half and casually sits down against the octagon barrier. An England soccer player gets cleated in the knee and acts like he's Denzel Washington in the final scene of Training Day. If you've never seen Training Day, that final scene is him sitting down in the Russians, basically getting AK-47s and shooting him up like he's dying. That's exactly what this English soccer player did. That's why I struggle with soccer. I understand its popularity, in 46 years, it will never be as popular as the NFL football, and I will. That is one thing is for sure. But I do know that it is ridiculous, and people started coming at me after this, which is pretty like soccer fans. Not all soccer fans did because I would put them in the grave if they tried to support that soccer players don't flop. It's the worst thing in sport. 
the number one worst thing in the history of sport is soccer players going down and flopping. It is awful. It makes you look terrible. It makes the sport look terrible, and it drives me up the wall. When Conor McGregor is promoting his next fight with a snap leg, God knows what a soccer player would do with a broken leg. He'd be rolling around like the alligator death roll all the way around because he didn't know what to do. So that is my shade. My other shade is pretty quick because it's disgusting. But this shade starts with soccer and the flip-flop flippers. All right. So I also saw the soccer player. I don't know what game it was in the Euros, but he took a dive, was holding his knee, rolling around. Then his team scored. He jumps up and goes and runs and celebrates with him. It's just dying. ridiculous. Just re- All right. So AZ Sports throwing shade here on this Wednesday. I've got my shade about the worst lift driver I've ever had. But first, real quick, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the area. Renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. So many different ways you can use their services to help you, whether it's create extra cash flows for you and your family or find that perfect rental property for whatever situation you're in. Right there, Renterswarehouse.com. Quickly, I do want to clarify this. Uh, LeBron flops. I will admit that. And right? you're a big LeBron I'm guy. a user. I'm a user. And LeBron does flop. And Gino brings that up. But LeBron does not flop in the same manner that soccer players flop. There is a difference. Soccer players are worse floppers than LeBron and some of the other NBA brass. Well, I do admit LeBron James does flop. There is a like I understand why there's a reason to flop on the soccer field because it's such a massive space with so few referees. You have to over exaggerate to get the tension out of the corner of the eye uh, for those referees to call something. I get it. I understand why. It just goes to the ultimate extreme that becomes a turnoff for the sport. It is a turnoff. Now, I am a LeBron James user, so I watch all the games. His flopping is not going to turn me off, but I understand why it does for other fans. Yeah. Uh, Larry says, his shade is for me and Zach because my top fan badge thing disappeared again. I put a lot of my time into watching A to Z sports, especially during during work when I can get in trouble. Larry, I'm sorry that you lost your top fan badge. It's not our fault. Don't blame us because we don't control it. I don't know if you guys think we spend time every week going through and and assigning top fan badges to people. Like, that would take hours to do. But, no, we don't do that. Facebook does that. It's all about the algorithm. So, uh, the one thing we do know, the easiest way to earn a badge is to be a sharer and you share our stuff. That is – and I'm not – that is true because I've seen those. Those are the easiest badges to attain. The top fan badges take a little bit more work, which makes more sense. You like it, you share it, you interact, all of that stuff. But I wish I wish I could anoint top fan badges like I do loves because, Larry, I would give you a top fan badge if I could. Oh, Jeff is right. It's because we didn't have a show for two weeks. So it's probably yeah. messed the algorithm up. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my shade, Zach, is on the worst Lyft driver experience I've ever had. So – Wife and I, we go to Clearwater Beach last week for our anniversary trip. Happy third year, third anniversary to my wife, Jennifer. But at a great time. On the way there, we land in Tampa. And so we're going to take a lift like 30-ish minutes to our resort uh, off Clearwater Beach, right? So we're sitting at the baggage claim, got our bags, get the lift scheduled. We're in Delta, right? So I scheduled to be picked up at the Delta pickup section for drivers at the arrivals. So. I watched the car on the app, and all of a sudden, uh, I forget her name, but she goes to the departures. <laughs> and then, then she has to loop all around. And then so she loops around. Here she comes again. I might turn left. Nope. Then she goes to the departures again. I call her this time, and she's confused. I'm like, you need to come to the arrivals. She's like, oh, yeah, I missed the turn to go to the arrivals. So we can hang up. Here she comes around the circle again. Once again, for the third time, departures. No. Then finally, fourth circle around, she comes to the arrivals. Oh, my God, we get in the car. We, we get in the car. She doesn't say anything to us. We, we just, you know, help pack the bags into the trunk, right? So we're riding. It's a 30-minute drive. She The best thing about it is she was playing, like, old-school hip-hop, and there was, like, good Tupac on when we got in. So I was like, this is nice. So we're driving. 
I'm not thinking about it, anything. She hasn't said a word yet. Still not really thinking about it. 30 minutes later, we get to our place. She drives like an absolute maniac by speeding through, zipping through tight uh, traffic. She nearly hits like a 13-year-old boy in the side of the street who like reacted like this and what was going on. She's just flying around and we're like, oh my God, what is happening? She drops us off. She opens a trunk. She gets out, helps us take one bag out. I say, thanks, appreciate it. Not one word just gets in her car and drives away. Not one word was spoken the entire time. Driving like a freaking maniac in the streets of Tampa and then had to take four loops to figure out where to get to us at the airport. Worst Lyft experience I've ever had. Worst. Worst de- Lyft over anything. The the departures thing makes it's like, no sense. What in the... F- it's like, I don't understand. It, it was insane. But our trip was fantastic. <laughs> right. So you, you well, you start out bad, so all you could go is up, right? <laughs> yeah, but like the, the plane travel, like we got stuck in Atlanta for a little extra time on the way home. Uh, but no big deal. But just what the hell? I mean, and, and so Bobby says, My first question, did she speak English? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, she as I talked to her on the phone, and she was and I thought and, she and that's, was that's just a that's a question based on the communication barrier. Yeah, and, and look, that part of Florida. The diversity there is unreal. Like it's real. Like I was, we were staying at our hotel at, at breakfast, and within earshot, I heard four different languages, none of them English. Like that's how cool that area of the of Florida is with all the different people vacationing there. So it's a fair question. Yeah, it is. Well, that's unfortunate. I and I mean that sounds. And, and you know what? Probably of why it is the worst is because you're on vacation, right? So you're that you're in a different mode. It's not like you're just going from your house to downtown Nashville or going to dinner or something like that. You're on a trip, so you're. I feel like your your wits are heightened. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's my shade today. Uh, my last shade to 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 kind of round this out is. This is shade on here locally. I don't know if you read this story, but there was like 18 suspects that got busted for like sex trafficking, no. sex trafficking in Spring Hill. Yeah. So there's 18 guys and these are losers. I mean, talk about big losers, obviously. But like one was a pastor, a youth pastor, the, the and the all shapes and sizes. But 18 jabronis get popped for sex trafficking uh, in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And they, they've been all over the news, if you haven't. And I, I've seen I've it multiple all, times. Yeah. So shade on those losers for what they did, because that that makes you a loser, uh, among other things. Uh, 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 all right. Well, that's one way to end the show. But thanks for watching <laughs> on this Wednesday. <laughs> Hopefully well, look, that was the toughest shade. Like it, it went in, it went in from flopping yeah. to bad Ubers slash lives to sex trafficking. I guess that's it's a good thing for that to be last because there's no like, all right, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we will see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday. Hopefully, we blocked enough of the bots that they won't show up again for a while. Uh, so thanks for watching, guys. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Buck rising tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. We've also got articles freshly out on the website this morning, a to Z Sports So thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you later. Adios.